to the Across the Pod NFL podcast for our penultimate game preview of the wildcard team. Wildcard round, I should say. Uh, game five of game six. And this time, I think it probably is game of the week, I'd say. I think we had Packers Cowboys on just before. That's probably the one I'm looking forward to just as much. But I think this game, for all the connotations, is probably the game of the week. And it's also on prime time as well. I am, as ever, your host, Andy Davis. And I'm this week, I'm joined by two guests. First of all, in the um, blue and yellow corner, we have back with us today, we have Rams fan Sam Andrews. Sam, how are you? Yeah, yeah, all good. All good. All raring for, for this weekend. I didn't think we were going to be here, not going to lie. <laughs> so, well, this is the thing yeah. that you came on the podcast to do the season preview, and I don't, I think you had something like six wins. But I've got the list up somewhere. We did obviously tweet the day about it, but you had about five, six wins all year, and I know you were really unconfident. Now, I think I told you at the time I thought you could make the, you could make the playoffs. I, I don't think we actually thought it happened, but um, yeah, just how amazing has it been for you to see the Rams, um, you know, actually made the playoffs despite a lot of people thinking they were going to go for a rebuild yeah it was it was interesting i think it's we started off the season that that um amazing win against seattle which to be honest i think that sort of set the season up which was quite quite nice because i mean i think i think even i said maybe have said opening game we weren't going to win and then we were going to lose they were going to beat the seahawks later on um and i mean it just that set the precedent i just think it was such a surprising season and you know it's been nice actually seeing a team that you'd never expect really to do well doing as well as actually probably what they could do and and you know it it sets up the se- it sets up future seasons a lot a lot sort of in a in a good stead i suppose really knowing that we have that sort of real real good base of youngsters that we can now build on absolutely it's been a great season for you guys um now in the slightly lighter blue uh corner Back with us today, making his, I believe, it's your second appearance on the show. Back with us today is Aaron Fletcher from the at Work. Aaron, first of all, how are you? I am. I, I I can't begin to tell you how excited I am right now. I really can't. Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. I mean, you've only seen a handful of playoff games in your time, but you've never seen one at home. I'm, I'm still so, waiting for that, but um, yeah. So let, I'll, just to put this into context, the last time the Lions were in a playoff game, uh, too much information on my personal life here, but I was single and I had a child on the way. My daughter will be seven this year and I am now married. The last time we had a home playoff game, I wasn't born yet and we won a division. The last time we won a playoff game, my parents weren't married yet. So just just for some context there as to just what we're building up to this weekend. And of course, you've not only ended your 30-year um, absence of winning a division. But also, if you win, you will no longer be a team with the longest active playoff win drought. I mean, just, I think we saw the Bengals a few years ago do a similar thing. They ended a lot of hoodoos there. But just how important is it for, like Sam mentioned, future Rams teams, I mean, to have that sort of that monkey off the back and not have to worry about it being, ending a massive drought, just how much of a, Relief would it be? How much of a benefit would it be to your future if you can actually win the game against the Rams on on um Sunday night? Oh, it'd be massive, and I think it just it'll the the feeling in Detroit and around Lions fans as a whole is is a world of difference from even two years, even a season a season and a half ago when we were one and six. Um, but I think you, you, we see it in sports all the time. Sometimes you just have that thing, and every time you get there. 
uh, whether it's a team that you play and always seem to lose against or whether it's like, um, you know, trophies or big games, you just seem to crumble. And sometimes you just need that one for it to change. And and I think we're, we're, we're pretty much there. And look, I'm not, I'm not going to make any comments on our genuine future. Um, but I think sometimes you see it with, with certain teams that once you break that duck, even if it, even if we, you know, we don't go ahead and get to a Super Bowl or anything like that this year, it it goes, it it sends the message to the whole team, to the locker room that kind of there's a curse gone and that it's all lifted and we're all, you know, it, it's something that we can actually do, and gets, I guess, out out of some of them, it gets out the back of the minds a little bit that doubt and question that may get in the way. Absolutely. I think you look at, I mentioned the Bengals just before the fact that you know they, they hadn't won a player game for so long and then they then won three in a row and made made the Super Bowl. They win um two, they win they won two a year after that last season. And I think I think this year they would have done so if they had Joe Burrow. Um and I think that's that's just completely changed the franchise. And I think you saw the Chiefs, obviously Mahomes already has eleven playoff wins in his career. And there was a point where I think the first season they had where you're starting and they made the playoffs, so there's always talk about it's been 20 odd years since they won a playoff game. And I think for you guys, if you can win this with Matt of young players, you've got your team, you know, Jameer Gibbs, um, um, Aiden Hutchinson, you know, and many others you've, you've taken and you know, Penny Sewell and all these players you've drafted. And even Goff, you think has got at least five, six years left in him. I think this is just going to be a massive weight lift off your shoulder. If you can go and beat the Rams. Um, but speaking of the Rams, of course, you mentioned it then about your youngsters. Um, Sam, I mean, I've actually just done an article on this about less need. I mean, you skipped the rebuild. You skipped the rebuild. I mean, I genuinely think this season he's managed to become, I think he's on that sort of Harry Rosen level, being one of the best in the league. Because you look at his draft picks this year, of course, you've got Puka Nakua, fifth round. He's been sensational, one of the rookie league contenders. Kobe Turner with a late pick. Even looking further back during his tenures at the team, you look at the fact that, you know, last season he took Kieran Williams in the, in the fourth or fifth round. He took Cooper Cup in the third round. And I know he's the first round pick, but to get Aaron Donald 13th overall um, is a steal as well. So, I mean, this we, we talk about it all off season and we talk about on the show that, you know, you've given up your your future. You've given up for, for, for a ring and, you know, Matt Stafford got you that ring and everyone was saying that you, you know, yeah, you've won the ring, but you're not going to have a good next five, ten years. But, you had a great year, and I think that we talked about with the Packers, uh, with Ash, the fact that you know it's um you know it's a lot different when you know when the Rams were you know a couple of years ago they wanted the favorites to win it, and there was a lot of expectation. Um, Packers, same thing. The year a couple of years ago they was one of the top seasons in the NFC, and there was always that pressure of can they win it? Can they get Rodgers' second title and all that? But now, like the Packers, you guys really have come to the playoffs with no expectation, so anything more is a bonus. So it almost gives you that. As a fan, certainly that that freedom and, and more enjoyment and less certainly probably less stress than it would have been a couple of years ago. Yeah, I think walking into this sort of, you know, like we say, we, I think majority of Rams fans probably leading up to this game were probably thinking, you know, anywhere from between five and twelve to maybe on the on the edge of the playoffs would have been a successful season. It has been an extremely successful season, but. I just think looking at those individual pieces, like I say, mentioning like, you know, Kobe Turner, who's um, who's uh, equaled Aaron Donald's rookie record for us of, mo- of most sacks in a in a rookie season for for an LA Rams player. 
you know, Puka Nakua's smashing records, Kyron Williams, I think, being the he finished second overall in terms of running backs in the league for for yards rushed. And I just think, you know, no one expected anything. And these young players are sort of stepping up. And it, it just shows you how important those later round picks are. Like we always talk about, you know, the likes of Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow, and these elite players going in the first round. And yet, yes, we did guarantee Aaron Donald in that first round. But you just think that there's so many of those players which go untalked about that, that just in, in those later rounds and it just shows that having a you know elite general manager who knows what he wants from his team who has such a good connection with the head coach what what they want to do with this team how they want to um how they want to sort of build it and shape it it just shows that that if you've got that which i, I do think and i mean obviously we can talk about how the lions have, have done i mean I, I think the lions are starting to you know, to build that in terms of that idea and that culture, which is probably, you know, arguably what you could say has been missing over the years. I think having that culture of we know what we want to be, we know who we want to be and bringing in the right players for that. And I think, you know, you start to form something. And I think from the start, um, Sneed always said this was never a rebuild. This was a, a what did he call it? A rebranding, I think was his take or a, a, a reshaping it was a, it was a, a word that he used that wasn't a rebuild it was essentially it like a, something like that I, he, I remember him using a keyword and it was like we're, we're not rebuilding we're we're you know just doing something revamping that was the word he used revamping um and it was a revamp so yeah it, it just seems to have worked really well um and i think you know bringing in players like Kobe Turner and, and that who've, who've stepped up and um, Byron Young, Ernst Jones, obviously learning last a couple of years ago from, from Bobby Wagner and that. I just think these pieces are starting to come together, which is probably, you know, probably maybe about two or three years further down the line than we would have thought, but you know, you can't really complain. <laughs> Absolutely not. I mean, it's so much better to be watching a playoff game with your team in it than without it. I mean, me and Aaron know probably more than you, Sam, in terms of a lot of years spent not watching a team in the playoffs and realistically probably not even in the playoff hunt from about the start of November. So, yeah, I think for all of us, all of us here sitting here as teams in the playoffs, it is nice, isn't it? It's nice to have that feeling. Uh, now, yeah. the game is on at 1am UK time, which is on about, I think that's 8pm Eastern time. Um, it is, of course, Sunday Night Football, of course, for those in the UK. It's on Game Pass, on Sky Sports. Um, now, Aaron, I have to ask because um, you beat the Vikings Week 18, yes, but it came at a price. Now, this comes back to all question about do you play starters Week 18 because you lost, not as importantly, Cleef Raylan, but you lost Sam Laporta in the game to injury. Now, I've been looking at the injury report and Sam Laporta was um, questionable and he still is questionable for the game. And I think he had either did not practice or, or limited practice in the game. Um, but we have some of the things I mean we have had the same thing about why do we play Bradley Chubb in those last three minutes do you think that could potentially be a thing if you do lose this game on Sunday do you think that decision to play the Porters be such a big part of your offence along with St Brown and to lose Raymond as well do you think that decision to play them could come back to haunt you on um, on Sunday Um, I think it, it's no Um, and I just kind of want to say in, in the sense that, like, this team is... The way this team's built, it is... It is very... It's very much a next-man-up kind of team. And, of course, 
can't you can't take away the the sheer impact that a Sam Laporta has, especially on this team, because he's been absolutely ridiculously good. Can't take that away from him at all. But I think I, I have so much confidence in Ben Johnson and the way that the the next guy up is is prepared that whether it's Brock Wright, whether it's um or whether it's James Mitchell, it. I have confidence that they will be utilized in the best way possible because of the way this franchise is run. And I think, I guess to a certain extent, you've got a lot of things riding on week 18. There was the, on the off chance that both the Cowboys and Eagles lose beating the Vikings came with the number two seed on the off chance that, so, but there's all, and then there's also obviously incentives for for players and all that sort of stuff, and the fact that to a certain extent, you don't necessarily want your players to be rusty. I I was a big fan of maybe getting a load of the starters in for the first half and treating it like a third week of preseason game, rather than a full blown sixty minutes of of full team. Um, but yeah, I think it, it's there are pros and cons to doing it. And much like with everything that Dan Campbell does and every decision he makes, whether it be off the field or on the field, there are pros and cons to every single one of them. And if it works, he's a genius. If it doesn't, then he's the biggest meathead and goofball in football. So this is who he is. This is why we love him as our head coach. Yeah, I think, you know, I've mentioned it before with you, Aaron. I think... I think everyone loves Dan Campbell. I think that everyone, I think maybe Packers fans or maybe, you know, maybe Vikings fans and Bears fans, maybe may think differently, but I think most NFL fans, I view it like George Kittle. You can't really hate Dan Campbell. You really can't because he is literally just, I think what he, his persona, the passion he shows and his emotion he shows uh, in press conferences and we see sort of team footage after games and locker rooms. So I think that literally everyone, um, especially with the Rams having one or two ball recently, I think everyone will be cheering on the Lions, if I'm honest. I don't think anyone will be cheering on the Rams except Rams fans and maybe Packers, Bears and Vikings fans. So I think, you know, the right, the Rams are going to be the villains, I think, in this game if you if they are to win. But one thing I want to ask you both about, or go to you first, Sam, is that now, in terms of the run game, the you have the... So the Lions have the second-best run defence, and the Rams have the 12th best run defense. But on the flip side, the Lions have the sixth worst pass defense, and the Rams have the 13th worst pass defense. So do you think that, you know, we talk about Jameer Gibbs, Montgomery, Kieran Williams, but these guys could be shut out. So do you think this can be a really important game for the likes of Amari St. Brown, Puka Nakua, Cooper Cup, um, even Josh Reynolds, um, who's got a good connection with Dal Goff now? Sam, do you think maybe that's how you're going to win the game? It's maybe through that passing game and hand to you, Stafford, rather than relying on someone like Williams, who may have a tough evening uh, against the Lions. Um, I don't know. I I think that there's there's going to be. I mean, I know that there's. I mean, playoff games are always so much. I always think playoff games are so much different to regular season games, and I think you can. Although you know, certain teams come in with, like, say, with different records and and different types of defence. I mean, I know that our rush defence hasn't been has, has been okay, which is, you know, same when you watch some of the t- games we've played where we've had like Kenneth Walker get run all, all over us and such. But I think it'll just be a case of, like, I've always thought that playoff games are down to defences. And I think 
if if it's going to be a case of re- pushing teams to push pushing Goff to make the throws, pushing Stafford to make the throws. Personally, I knowing both quarterbacks, I would I would be putting more. I personally, I would have more faith in Stafford. I just think as a as a if you put if you put Goff under pressure for me, he he crumbles a bit, and we've I've seen it happen a fair few times. I think what will be the biggest bit, the biggest part will be, yeah, I, I do think whoever's secondary steps up probably will be the difference. I know that, and and the things I think someone like Aiden Hutchinson, he could be a big factor. I think he could he could if he steps up, he you know puts doubt in the mind of a few players, you know. Gets that gets to Stafford a few times. He could be a big issue. It's it'll always it always comes down to defenses for me in playoffs. So yeah, I think secondary defenses could be where it 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 flips. Yeah, I mean you could even look. At, it could even be everyone talking about golf against Stafford. But it could be a game where it's Donald against Hutchinson. I think that could be almost a, as big a storyline as maybe the quarterback players. The fact that you've got me personally the best defensive lineman of my era, probably the second best of all time up against a guy that I think has all the potentials to be, you know, um, in that sort of same conversation. It's almost like a apprentice meets to master sort of situation. It's the it's a new guard against the old guard. It's almost like, you know, when Brady played Mahomes in the Super Bowl, it was like that that next generation playing against the old guard. So I think, you know, we look at that. I think we look at the, the defence. I think that, you know, there's players involved. You look looks like sort of, not even Aaron Donald, but you look like sort of, you know, uh, I think someone like Byron Young has been brilliant as well. We mentioned Kobe Turner as well. And then on the flip side, look at the Lions team. You know, you've got the likes of, you know, I think Jack Campbell's been good. Anzalone's been brilliant, I think. And I think there's CJ Gardner-Johnson, I think, will probably use his mouth as much as his hands in this game. I think he's going to be a really, really interesting guy to watch. But of course, the main story that I mentioned just before, it is Goff against Stafford. It is Stafford going back to Detroit, of course, we all know what happened. We mentioned it before. The Rams did a blockbuster trade, got Stafford, gave Goff a return, and you know you've gone out and got great players with that those picks as well. But for you, Aaron, I mean, it's a rare situation where both teams' fan base have seen both his quarterbacks play for their team. But for you, Aaron, I mean, Stafford is, I think, I think by far the best of a Lions quarterback. I think Goff is already probably top three or top five, certainly in the Super Bowl era. Um, does how does it feel for you to be seeing? Stafford returned to Detroit, and for doing so in the playoffs, saying that he all, he always often missed with the Lions when he was there. It it's weird, um, and I know when we we played as at the, that season, uh, Dan Campbell's first season, straight after the trade, we played each other in SoFi, and it was a really weird meet up and watching. That that watching a Stafford jersey but in the wrong blue was was easily it is up there in one of the weirdest moments I've or things I felt in my time watching the NFL, and I've said to you before, Randy, um, Stafford's one of the reasons I became a Lions fan. Stafford for years was the only quarterback I'd ever known, so it it, it is a really really weird one. Um, however, I think. The, the position that we're in at the moment, I don't know if I'm just, just very blessed to kind of put myself in this position, but I've, I've very much taken on the whole, at the end of the day, he's the villain. He's the one who's here to ruin 
this great set to to end this season with a a loss and and to have us crashing out the playoffs and it 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 almost feels like it kind of has to be that way. We play the Rams at home next season. Let's get all the sentiment out then. But on Sunday, he's he, he's he's the villain. Now, um, I'm just hoping. I'm bet. I, thought, I bet you're hoping that there's not another. Was it a reverse pass interference call back again? Was it against the Cowboys all those years ago? Was that in the playoffs? I'm trying to think. There was a. Yeah, being controversial. Yeah, one of my first seasons watching, and one of the first times I sat there with my head in my hands, going, "What the f- what?" Until it was a friend of mine over in the well, I, I say a friend of mine, someone at the time who was who I spoke to, who was like, "Are you early into watching the Lions?" Then, and I said, "Yeah, a little bit," and they were like, "Oh, get used to it." Um, <laughs> this 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 is something you have to get used to. Quite similar to my uncle pu- pulling me aside when I was seven and saying, "Listen, if you don't like Manchester City losing, you better get used to it now." Um, it, it, in a very similar fashion, um, I, I I will never forget that. Yeah, I, I mean it's. Um, I think for both of us, I mean it's. You know, we've never seen our teams win a playoff game. Off. I mean. I've never seen us even host a playoff game at home and you've only got it for the first time this year. So I think, you know, and both got the longest streaks without a playoff win. So in a a way, I'm sort of hoping, I'm hoping if we do lose the Chiefs, which I think will happen, I'm hoping in a way that the Rams win because it will stop us having that record. But at the same time, I think we all want, I think we all want the Lions to win. I think we do because it will be just, I think just a nice story. And, um, you know, I think it's um, certainly going to be an interesting occasion and, that's where we'll go on to our predictions. So, Sam, over to you first. Who's winning the game and what's the score going to be? Uh, I, I, I have a feeling that we could get quite a sneaky win here. I think, you know, if if Stafford... If Stafford... Because I know... I've, I've watched him for Stafford. I know he obviously... There is, there's always going to be this... It's going to be tough going back there and it's going to be tough to to walk into into the stadium and... and, and deal with that sort of, I suppose, initial love and then very, hope, well, most likely quick animosity. I think he needs to deal with that pressure and get those, get that out of his head early. Um, if he starts, you know, doing what we know he can do, this, you know, he, he could he could quite easily do some real damage. So I, I don't think it's going to be necessarily massively high scoring, but I reckon... Let's go 27-24 to the Rams. Okay, a nice close encounter. Aaron, for your prediction and score prediction. Um, yeah, I I think it's gonna be very similar. I think it's gonna be a I definitely think it's gonna be a one score game. Um and just to kind of um, I guess pull back to something that Sam's already said in the defenses, I do think that's gonna be a very big factor in this. Um I think it, it all depends on for me. Uh, uh, from a Lions perspective, one, just how loud is it going to get on first down when Stafford gets the ball? Never mind. On a third down, I genuinely think of all the times that look, Detroit Lions fans have been passionate, whether we, we play meaningless games on Thanksgiving, but it, and, it, and it's loud. And so I think... W- what the, the that experience is going to be something like I don't think many players have ever experienced before in terms of the noise, in terms of just how I guess um riled up that fan the fans are gonna be. 
So yeah, there, there's a level of getting that out, um, and then there's a level of just getting goth in a rhythm and utilize. Look, if Sam Laporta is going to be in, he's going to be on limited snaps. But it is a case of look, how well can we utilize David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs to start off with? Can we get Amon Rasink Brown in the game early? Can we get Josh Reynolds in the game early? And then is it? A, and then it's a case. I think someone like Jamison Williams will end up being the or Amon Rasink Brown will be the difference maker uh, in on just one of those plays that's just going to happen, and you don't know what play it's going to be or when. I think it's, it's going to be a moment of. of your genius from either team, whatever. Um, I, you look at some of them games across sports, and you kind of go, "It's going to be a special moment that wins this game." It, yeah. We see it in ve- all sorts of sports. Um, it's going to be something special that wins it, and I think that's going to go. Da- it's that's what it's going to go down to at the weekend. And obviously, I am hoping that it's going to be on on our side that it's special, whether <laughs> it's a trademark Kirby Joseph clutch pick. Whether it's a you know a, just just a quality pass into Amon Rising Brown or something, I don't know. But um, so so my score prediction is going to be. I am literally gonna. I'm gonna go a point away. I'm gonna go twenty eight to twenty three to uh, twenty eight twenty four to the Lions. Um, right. like I say, it's gonna be the difference. I like it's gonna be a third down or something. The difference—it's going to be the difference between a field goal and a touchdown for one of the teams. A Dan, a Dan Campbell fourth down. <laughs> a Dan Cam- yeah, it's going to—it's going to be a fourth and nineteen on our own six-yard line, and Jack Fox is going to launch an absolute dime to Jalen Reeves, maybe. <laughs> or maybe we'll see an offensive lineman um, catch the ball in the end zone this time and, and not be um, an ineligible yeah. receiver. Yeah, uh, too soon. <laughs> Too soon. Uh, well, for me, I've got an interesting scenario in the fact that I had this last weekend as well in the Bills Dolphins game. The fact that now I've got a job, I've got to be up at half six in the morning and I can't have a pound out because there's other games on. I'm going to be going to work. I- I'll go to bed after the second game to Packers Cowboys. I'll go to bed. Morning, notifications all off, do not disturb. Phone on, hit Apple Pay, pay on the bus, phone off, rest of the day at work. And I'm going to come home at half two and watch it, not know the score and watch the game in full. So um, you both may not hear from me for a while after the game, and that will be why. Um, and I think, I'm really sorry, Aaron, I think the Rams are going to win it. I think that's why I'm going to be seeing at you know, half four in the afternoon in the final quarter. I think that, I think, I don't know what it is. I just think there's something about me that tells me the Rams are going are gonna to win this game. Now, I think that it's, I think Sam Porter's injury problem, I think, is big. Um, I think also McVeigh's been there and done it. He's made two Super Bowls, uh, won a plethora of playoff games. Dan Campbell hasn't, and he is in his first year as a playoff head coach. And I think we've seen a lot of coaches have problems in their first year of doing it. I think even McVeigh lost in his first year, I want to say, uh, in the playoffs. So for me, I think the Rams win. And I think that's down to, um, I think, just Stafford, having more of a playoff CV than maybe Goff does in terms of in the big games. Um, now, I think it's the one that I found the hardest. I found this one the hardest to predict out of all the games we've done. We've done Bill Steelers, found that easy. We did Dolphins Chiefs, found that easy. Texans Browns, that was quite hard, to be fair. But this one, for me, is is the hardest I found. And it's it really is a flip of a coin for me. So I'm going to go for a... Ooh, 
a 20 to 14 win for the Rams. Um, but I think regardless, it's going to be a great game. And hopefully everyone listening or watching at home will enjoy the game as well as much as we do. Uh, but probably less stressed than these two guests will be in particular on a <laughs> Sunday night. Um, now, that is where we'll end the podcast for today. Um, so first of all, yeah, huge thank you once again to both Sam and Aaron for coming on. Thank you. Yes, thank you for uh, inviting me. May the best team win. Yeah, exactly. I agree. May the Lions win. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you didn't hear that bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, and before we do go as well, um, do check out Aaron's podcast, Sleep at Work. We've both, me and Sam, both been guests on it. Uh, I've been a guest a couple of times now. Uh, the new series has begun. You had a podcast with Matt Cullen, a Jets fan which is a very good podcast and has a great new feature at the end, which is a great one. So yeah, do check that out on all podcast platforms. In the meantime, um, I have been your host, Andy. This has been the Across the Pod Lions Against Rams wildcard round preview. This has been Aaron. This has been Sam. And we will see you guys for our next one, which will be our final game as the Eagles take on the Bucks. See you then. Bye.